Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. It is episode 58. This is one that I probably should have done a bit sooner. It is the obvious one. It is what I've been trying to do all my life. How to add muscle tissue. Now, there are some very simple basics all the way on. You know, you can go into the depths of scientific knowledge to try and add as much muscle tissue as possible. I'm going to try and break it down. I'm going to try and give you the layman's terms and really delve through the bullshit, basically. Um, and I will always say optimal is the most important um, until you realize that it's not practical. So we're going to talk about what's optimal. We're going to talk about what's practical. Um, and I'm going to simplify it as best I can. For those of you guys who are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't, scroll all the way back. Um, as you'll find throughout the episodes, a lot of them link together. So if you're listening to this one, stop, put it on pause, go all the way back to episode one and work your way through it at your leisure. Um, you will find that a lot of them link into one another and a lot of them are, we discuss various topics um, and I will often send people back in a little bit more detail to some of the earlier episodes. It is coming up to a year very soon since I launched the podcast, which is pretty exciting. We're 58 episodes in. My goal for this year is to continue to upload two podcasts every week. We're going with the usual Monday motiv motivation um, or a Monday motivated podcast. I'm going to try and make it as scientific as possible. Um, and then on Thursdays, we will discuss something a little bit more, maybe more mindset orientated or get guests on. That's meant to be this, this structure, although very often I will get requests all the time to do a specific topic and generally speaking I will oblige so if you're listening to this and there's a topic that you would really like covered and um, provided I've not done one on it already so please go through and double check I will absolutely do a podcast on that episode so for this for example this if I was listening to a podcast right now and someone said how to add lean muscle tissue I would be straight on it so for me this is going to speak to my former self this is going to speak to a lot of the young guys out there that want to build some tissue obviously for those of you girls out there that want to build a good pair of glutes and um, some awesome hamstrings or whatever it is this is exactly the same there's no difference for you in building muscle tissue in your glutes as there would be for me building muscle tissue in my arms the same physiological principles still apply the biochemistry is still the same Yes, hormones are slightly different naturally, of course, but generally speaking, in terms of um, you know accruing muscle tissue and laying down the foundation of muscle tissue, the biomechanics um, of the specific exercises are obviously important, but a lot of the physiology is the same. 
you know, so the nutrition needs to be the same. Um, sometimes even more so with females, um, for obvious reasons, with a low testosterone um, level in your bloodstream. But we'll discuss that in a little bit more detail. So for those of you guys who are new, like I said, welcome. If you have listened to podcasts, our podcast episodes before, welcome back. Thank you so much. As always, if you share this on your story on Instagram and tag at Spearman Chris, I will re-tag every single one. So thank you guys. So episode 58. So for me, the biggest goal that I've always had, of course, I've, you know, I've decided that at times I want to be absolutely shredded. I want to be lean. My focus was sometimes, you know, nothing fitness related at all. I was trying to, you know, get my PhD or do, you know, sit exams, etc., etc. you know, get through university, do my A-level equivalent and etc. But generally speaking, like 99% of guys out there, all I have wanted to do is add lean muscle tissue. Now, with the direction the business is now going and really doubling down on a specific niche, um, and obviously that niche is to get in cover model shape for everyone, for all you guys out there who want to get in cover model shape, you don't have to be shredded to be on the cover of a magazine. Um, But adding muscle tissue will help. Adding muscle tissue will be important. Um, If you look at the guys in the cover of Men's Health, for example, they're not completely shredded um, and they're not absolutely massive either. But what they are is they're fit and they're healthy. Um, and it often depends on what sort of magazine cover you want to be on. If you want to be on the cover of Flex, um, you know, my good friend James Hollingshead was on the cover of Flex magazine earlier la- at the towards the end of last year, uh, which is a bodybuilding magazine. And he looked absolutely incredible. A huge amount of muscle tissue and absolutely shredded to the bone. Obviously, I've been featured in Men's Health. I've got some, you know, some really good friends that have been on numerous covers um, and they're on the other end of the spectrum. So the question is, the body that you want or the cover model look that you want will probably fall in between those categories. Um, and obviously, adding muscle tissue will depend, or how much muscle tissue you need to add, will depend on which sort of cover you want to appear on. For example, the next step up from men's health would be uh, men's fitness. Um, I've got some good friends who have appeared on the cover of Men's Fitness. Um, And then the next step up would be muscle and fitness and then muscular development and then flex, etc, etc. For me, um, obviously the, the magazine covers that I've appeared on didn't really require me to be massively lean. Um, I was actually told that I was almost too lean for a few of those and had to rectify my nutrition, um, believe it or not. And then obviously some of the book covers that I've been on have been not so much fitness orientated, um, but more around the story of the novel. So for me, obviously my goal is to... Um, you know, get as many magazine covers for the rest of my career as possible um, on, on a personal level. Um, and to do that, I think the type of cover that I want to land next is one that will require me to hold a lot more muscle tissue than I'm holding at the minute. So it may be muscular development, it may be inside muscle, muscle insider, and it could be muscle and fitness. Whatever it is, it will probably require me to add some muscle tissue. So for those of you guys out there, I know 99% of you guys would say yes to some more muscle. Um, and for those of you girls out there who want to grow some glutes, who want to grow some legs, want to grow some um, you know, shoulders, back, whatever it is, it's all the same. So we're going to discuss it. Now, in one sentence, I could explain to you what you need 
to do to grow muscle. Simplest terms, weigh yourself, okay? You weigh yourself and you start from there. And in one sentence, the sentence is, eat more food every single week until you are adding one pound of body weight to the scales whilst stimulating muscle efficiently and effectively. End of story. Now that is the most simplest terms. Depending on your calorie expenditure and your calorie intake and how much of a surplus you are in, generally speaking by the rule of thumb, if you are not adding a pound of weight, not muscle, a pound of body weight a week, you need to eat more, simply. So for example, if you want to really break that down, um, that will obviously, a pound of body weight, generally speaking, is equated to 3,500 calories. So spaced throughout the week, that is a 500 calorie surplus every day. So for you to add a pound of weight, you need to be in a 500 calorie surplus every single day of your life, every single day of your week. Now, that's all well and good. But like I said, the very last part of that sentence was you need to be stimulating muscle efficiently and effectively. Now, that is the most simplest terms. We need to break that down even further. Obviously, we look at your macronutrient breakdown um, and it doesn't just stop there. So for those of you macro crew out there, it's far more important than just tracking your macros. You need to look at your micros. You need to look at how your body's assimilating and digesting the food. Now, that's something that I massively overlooked for a long period of my life. I was trying to get as much cal- as many calories in as I possibly could and how much of that was my body actually digesting and utilizing and using to grow as fuel, to recover and to grow muscle tissue. So I discussed um, a few episodes ago about the top five exercises um, that you would use to add muscle tissue. And I kind of alluded to the fact really that it's not so much about the actual exercises. It's more down to how you progress or do or use progressive overload. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and have a listen to that first that episode is going to be more related to the training behind adding muscle tissue, obviously stimulating muscle, ensuring that you're stimulating it effectively and efficiently, and then slowly but surely using a form of progressive overload, be it resistance, be it um, you know increasing your volume, increasing your reps, decreasing your rest time between sets, etc., etc. So. Have a listen to that. Now, I want to talk today in a little bit more detail about supplementation and nutrition in relation to adding lean muscle tissue. And the one thing I want to say is this. The difference between bulking, which I don't like, I don't like the word bulking, and growing is in the words itself. So the word to grow in, in, in relation to what we're discussing shows the intent your intent is to grow and obviously grow muscle tissue. To use the word bulk, it is. it suggests that all you're focusing on is your eating. Um, obviously, the training aspect of things is massively important, like I said, I said before. And obviously, that um, episode that I recorded a few weeks ago is going to be really important for you. 
But you need to be very cognitive and you need to be clear with what you're trying to achieve and growing muscle tissue is exactly what you want to achieve. And in doing so, you need to ensure that your macronutrients are decent. Obviously, you need to have some specific form of guidance. Um, it is easier to cut than it is to grow muscle tissue, I promise you. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you've done, what your metabolism is like, how much muscle you're able to add by yourself. It is easier to cut than it is to add muscle tissue. What I mean by easier is it takes less time to cut. So it'll take a lot longer to add five pounds of muscle than it will to actually lose 50 pounds of fat, believe it or not, because building muscle takes time. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, "Ooh, I want to add some, you know, some serious muscle tissue in 5 weeks." It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. If you're here and you're like, "Ooh, I want to add some lean muscle tissue. I want to add maybe 20 pounds in in a year." It won't happen. You need to be patient. You need to know that you need to be consistent over and over and over and over again. It's not going to be easy, but at the end of the day, you know, it is worth it. Um, and consistency comes into play. So I mentioned um, my friend James Hollingshead, who's an IFBB pro bodybuilder, and he was on the cover of Flex magazine at the, the end of last year. And obviously, he said he he on a daily basis he is not a professional bodybuilder. He's a professional eater that goes to the gym, and that's exactly how I'm starting to feel right now. You know, albeit I don't eat as much as I should, but I struggle. I've got a small appetite. I've got a poor appetite. And if you're out there and you're you're like me and you don't eat a huge amount of food or you struggle with your food, building muscle tissue is going to be hard. So for me, I'm going into the gym every single day I can. I'm, you know, following my split from, from Ben Pokolsky, um, obviously my coach. Um, I'm going through everything to the letter. I go in with my logbook, my headphones in, I don't speak to anyone, I film, I record one set of every exercise, not so much so that I can put it on social media to show you guys, but actually so that I can be and hold myself accountable to my form. And obviously I relay all of that back to Ben. Um, you, you know, we have this down to a pretty significant spec in terms of um, even so much as uh, checking the pH of my urine um, every now and then when needs be, you know, blood samples. Um, so it, it, it's a pretty high spec. And if you really want to add muscle tissue, it is important to do so. You know, resting heart um, heart rate variability, resting heart rate, um, you know, seeing what my sleep is like, seeing what my gut health is like, um, potential stool sample. Um, it's not something I've done before. Um, and there is also obviously blood glucose levels that are going to be checked going forward. So the more information you can get to your coach or the more information that you can collect, the more data that you can collect, the better. Obviously, as a scientist, you, you can never have too much data. Um, so you need to put as much of this stuff down and track as much of this stuff as possible. And like I always say, what gets measured gets managed. So every single one of my lifts, like I said in, um, in before, when we spoke about um, progressive overload, I log and it's the same with my food. I literally look at my food and I go, this is what I have to eat. This is what I have to eat. This is what I have to eat. I don't, I have some clients, of course, who are like, I'm sick of the food. Can I change it? And I will do my best 
to me i have zero relationship with food i don't really have a a craving maybe when i'm cutting it's a little bit different but when i'm growing i literally i could not care less it's like food is food and that's it like food is for function food is for fuel food is for recovery food is for growth um do i enjoy the food yeah of course i do you know i enjoy eating um i just don't enjoy eating as much as i need to eat so just to pre-warn it is not easy when you get to this level um of i suppose pushing your body past its natural um its natural ceiling in terms of what your body really wants to be holding um and to get past that obviously you really need to force um your food it's not easy so how do i break down my food now i'm going to tell you guys exactly what i have on a daily basis not that it's going to be relevant to you but just so you can get a, a kind of an idea about what i'm doing um and i'll talk you through it individually so i'll wake up first thing in the morning and have a coffee um i do maybe two or three hours of some personal development some learning uh, some language um apps and uh, get my day ready my phone generally stays on airplane mode for the first few hours i get as much work done and as much productive work done as i possibly can then roughly at around nine half nine i'll have my breakfast so i have three eggs two gram 200 grams of steak 20 grams of nuts and 10 grams of mct oil um, so I will have that and then on the side I will have 75 grams of ground oats, 20 grams of whey protein and 10 grams of honey. So that is my breakfast and then obviously I take my pre, my intra and my post-workout supplements. I train maybe an hour later. Um, I will talk through my actual supplementation in a little bit more detail. I know lasts week's episode on Thursday was dedicated to supplementation while traveling but I'm going to go into supplementation in a little bit more detail going forward so that's what I have then my post my intra-workout shake just for example will have 50 grams of highly branched cyclic dextrin my post-workout shake is 40 grams of whey protein with 50 grams again of highly branched cyclic dextrin followed by a hundred grams of cereal two rice crispy squares 100 grams of berries 250 grams of chicken 250 grams of rice um all my meals will be salted so that is my post-workout meal which is a hefty one um and then a few hours later i'll have another 250 grams of chicken 250 grams of cooked rice 10 grams of olive oil again um and then my final meal in the evening will be three egg whites um three full eggs 100 grams of steak mints and then to go with that as well i will have 75 grams of the ground oats 20 grams of whey protein and 10 grams of honey again so for me that's a lot of food in terms of volume now if you were to equate that in terms of you know the calorific value or the macronutrients it doesn't seem like a huge huge amount because it's from good whole foods it's quite difficult for me um to get all that in of a poor appetite so i'm getting as much of that in as i possibly can um as well as that it's important that i drink enough water that i keep enough sodium in my meals to stay full 
to recover, to hydrate, um, and to keep my electrolyte balance where it needs to be. So just to give you an example with the food, obviously, I didn't start off on that. So if you're trying to build and add lean muscle tissue and you know you want to be on the cover of a magazine or that look is your goal, you will need to start from a pretty lean um, stage. So for example, I was the leanest I ever was leading up into this growth period. And the reason that's important is because obviously when you're in a surplus, your body fat will start to, in- to, to creep up. What you don't want is you don't want to start that with poor body fat percentage in the first place or else you're absolutely screwed because you know, you'll know you get maybe six, seven, eight weeks in and then you'll want to cut for eight weeks and then you'll want to grow for eight weeks and then you want to cut for eight weeks. And I know a lot of people who do that and literally you're yo-yoing up and down throughout the year and not really getting anywhere. With a lot of my clients, I will suggest that they commit 110% to a good cut and then they will commit 110% to a proper reverse under my guidance. Now, for those of you guys out there who have contacted me, are about to contact me or want to contact me in the future, if you want me to get you in cover model shape, I will do it. But what I will say to you is the few weeks after that is going to be vital also. And what normally happens is my clients will get in cover model shape. And if they do not think about it um, in advance, we do not plan it out, they will go off on an all-inclusive holiday for two weeks after their show or their shoot, they will throw on a huge amount of weight and they will have rebounded quite poorly. So I do my best to look after the health um, and the metabolism of the client um, and ensure that the few weeks after their show or their shoot that they reverse, that they get those calories in strategically at the right time in the right place. And they can then, if they wish, continue that process themselves. Most of these clients stay on because they see how productive the shoot was. They were really, really happy with the accountability. They're really, really happy with the guidance. And what we normally do then is we reverse engineer a growth period or a lean growth period. Um, and the answer to that question is how long does that go? So the real answer to that is it goes for as long as you possibly can to add as much tissue as you possibly can before your condition slips to a point where you think is unacceptable. Now, for some people, that's only a few weeks. And for some people, that could be a year or nine months. For me, it's almost been six months already. I still have, you know, I still have a six pack. It's not as defined as it ever was, but it is still just about there. So for me, we're still pushing, uh, you know, I'm getting my pro- my progress photos over to Ben and we're pushing hard um, to try and get that, obviously, that extra food in. So if you're out there, and you're thinking about growing some tissue, start off in a good place. It's really, really important. You've just got a lot more room to play with. You don't want to yo-yo and then you turn around at the same time every year and you kind of look the same. You know, you haven't really put on a huge amount of tissue and you haven't really cut a huge amount. You've never got photo shoot shape and you've never gotten quite big. So my advice is to fully commit to one or the other. Now, during that period, what we will do, obviously, um, you know, when I'm cutting my protein is spaced throughout the day, I will have some carbohydrates in and around my workout perimeter. As you grow and as you're growing and as you're adding um, calories and carbohydrates into your nutritional program, you want to integrate those in around the workout perimeter. So either intra-workout or post-workout, ideally from simple sources 
um, easily digested, easily assimilated carb sources. And after that, you will start to expand. So you will increase and increase and increase until the point where then you spill into, say, the next meal. And you start adding in some carbohydrates there, maybe adding in some carbohydrates before bed that actually helps you, um, obviously aids in sleep. Um, increases serotonin and dopamine while you're sleeping and you genuinely will have a, a better quality sleep with some carbohydrates before bed and then finally I will start integrating in some carbohydrates pre-workout depending on you know how much fuel I need and then you know depending on what time of the day you're training in some of your meals that would normally have been protein fat meals I may integrate some carbohydrates in there possibly so this process is done each week bit by bit by bit. So monitoring your weight, monitoring your progress, monitoring your condition. Obviously, a lot of our clients send us a very detailed check-in every week. What I would say to you guys is if, like I said at the very start, if you're not putting on more than a pound of weight a week, you need to increase the food. Or equally, you need to decrease your activity. When I am training, like I mentioned before, I try when I'm going to stick to a five day training split or five days of training throughout the week. So right now I'm doing push, pull, legs. It is a variation. So it's push and bicep, pull and tricep, legs, and then an off day, and then repeat, and then off and repeat, etc., etc. So generally speaking, I'll be having two rest days a week, which is awesome. Um, and I try to keep my activity quite low. I try to keep my step count below 10,000. Um, so let's just say I cannot get any more food in. Let's be practical for a while. We're talking about optimal, but let's be practical for a while. If I can't get any more food in and I'm struggling or I've got a busy job and I'm not able to eat for large periods of time, then the obvious thing would be to try and decrease your step count. So for me, instead of walking to the gym, I get the bus to the gym. If you're walking to the gym, maybe drive to the gym. V equally vice versa, if you need to get your calories up, your expenditure up and you know do the opposite, walk to the gym. But obviously for those of you out there like me who want to grow lean muscle tissue, I would invite you to save some time, get the bus, um, you know, try and you drive to the gym. It sounds silly, but all of these calories make a difference. Um, I try and limit my activity and it's quite boring to be honest with you because I love being out and about. I love walking. I live in a beautiful part of the world. Um, I love walking down to Hampton Court Palace. Um, I love walking along the river. I love doing all of those things, especially on a day like today when the weather is getting beautiful during the summer. So I find it difficult to be cooped up indoors. I'm not going to lie. If I had to grow and you know keep my steps pretty sedentary for this summer, I would probably kill myself. It would be very, very difficult. I would literally, I don't know what I would do. I would be in a really bad way. So it's important to take those things into consideration when you're being practical. Okay. So in the grand scheme of things, it sounds quite simple. Okay. It sounds quite simple that you just keep eating more until you add a pound of weight a week. Now, once you've done that, then it's worth having a look at your macronutrient breakdown. You also then want to ensure that the foods that you're eating are generally good food sources. Now, all foods are clean foods, believe it or not. Macronutrients break down into macronutrients, but when it comes to your gut health, it's massively important that you look after it. Because if your gut is not healthy and your gut is not assimilating and digesting food, then your body cannot utilize that food to grow. Believe it or not, just because you put food in your mouth does not mean that your body digests it. 
what you need to do is you need to ensure that your efficiency of digestion is on point and then you will eventually start to grow sometimes on less food once your gut health is in a good place obviously on top of that you need to ensure that things like trans fats are left to a minimal because your body will struggle to digest those and obviously they will form adipose tissue and then you are being counterproductive and you're probably getting a bit soft a bit quickly so it's not easy guys it really isn't you know there are some people out there in the world who can add lean muscle tissue far easier than most and they're genetically gifted um obviously you know depending on your supplementation etc etc it can become more easier or more difficult um but i think you know you will see people out there who are on the far end of the spectrum and they're just monsters and they just have a really high genetic susceptibility to building lean muscle tissue and if you're like me and you're not one of them do not worry just enjoy the work enjoy the process and you will get there in the end it's funny because when we add muscle tissue we think oh great and then it's like i want to add more and then you get there and you want to add more and then you get there and you want to add more it's like getting lean it takes time it takes time it's not easy but it will be worth it so i mean for those of you guys out there who really want that look reach out to me if you have any questions especially if it's if it's down the cover model route of course that's the route the business is going to be going you know if you want to add some lean muscle tissue or potentially maybe you've done a show or a shoot just now um or recently or you know you're going to have one soon and you don't have anything planned afterwards and you would like that guidance reach out to myself drop me a dm on instagram at spearman chris or drop me an email at chris at gmail.com and we'll see what we can do give you some tips give you some advice or if you're a right fit for the program potentially take you on board we're being very selective right now with some of the clients that we take on we're ensuring that we have our niche and our perfect client which are clients that want to look cover model ready so if that is you reach out you know where we are um, and we will ask you three questions what your goals are where you're based and how hard you're willing to work so yeah it, it you know it's so cool for me to be in this situation and help loads of people to get in cover model shape because for me that was my biggest dream right when you know when i said if you go back to the very first episode i walked into gold's gym in san diego in 2011 um and i walked in a very very skinny irish kid who had just come over for the summer and i walked into this gym um and i was completely overwhelmed and you know i saw all these magazine covers on the side of the on the side of the wall and they actually happened to be you know either members of that gym or clients um of some of the personal trainers or some celebrities who had trained there who had been on the cover of magazines and i remember taking a photo and going hmm this isn't something that i will ever be able to achieve but i want to do all that is in my power to try and look something a little bit like that never in a million years that i think three years four years later that i would be on the cover of my first magazine so the fact that i'm able to help you guys and teach you and to be honest with you shortcut your journey if i could go all the way back to when i very first started and i very you know i, f- I first picked up some weights 
I would have got there a lot sooner knowing what I know now. Obviously, with the team of coaches that we have in, in, in-house um, and the support network that we have in the Facebook group um, and the systems that we've now put in place going forward, it is such that you will be join, joining a very equipped team to help you on your journey and shortcut that journey for your success. So it is pretty cool. I'm honestly privileged to be in that position um, and we've got some amazing clients coming through. You know, we had a client just before Christmas who did his first photo shoot um, and he has a casting for Men's Health at some point this year, which is really, really exciting. Obviously, I had a client at the end of last year in November who did his first shoot and got on the cover of his first novel, which was pretty awesome. Um, and oh, I think we had maybe two or three others just before Christmas who did their first shoot and looked absolutely insane. We've got a few more coming up over the next few weeks. Um, exciting, exciting, exciting. And we're going to see from there. So guys, I'm going to leave you like I always leave you at the end of every podcast. But before I do, if you have any questions on adding lean muscle tissue, the best place to message me directly, because you know what? Everyone is different and everyone has a specific lifestyle. And, you know, some people will struggle with different aspects Like me, some people might struggle with getting the volume of food in. So what would you do there? You'd move to more calorie-dense foods, okay? If you struggle to get, you know, to lift heavy in the gym or to progress or to increase your lifts, then you need someone to hone in on that. If you struggle in terms of actually executing the lifts or knowing what lifts you need to grow specific muscles, reach out to us. There's so many different things, so many cogs to this wheel that make it turn that you need to slowly put your ducks in a row and get everything in sync. If you need help, guys, drop me a DM. If you're a good fit, we'll take you on. If not, then I will give you the best advice I possibly can. So as I leave you guys at the end of every podcast, make the most of today because you'll not get this day again. Peace.